And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and this week I am joined in the bunker by David Rispin from the Rispin blog and also from Corte. And we also have Kieran Flynn, the county board PRO and also from the Zaney Kilmessen Centrestown. Um, uh, and a few other places, Kells and uh, maybe a few other places. But uh, delighted, <laughs> delighted at Galway races. Uh, delighted, to have, <laughs> delighted to have the lads in the uh, bunker here with me this week. It was a quiet weekend on the football front for um, Mead, I suppose. We did have Ger Robinson and uh, his under-20 charges out again on the weekend, and they kept up their 100% winning record, which we'll come back to now in a moment. On this week's show, we'll also be talking about the uh, Sigerson Cup. We're just going to have a run through that and um, the teams that involved Mead players and have a look at the standings after week one of the Sigerson Cup. And uh, something else that uh, came to light in the last couple of days, the new ladies jersey. We're going to have a quick chat about that as well because um, I think it's worth talking about and it's absolutely beautiful, beautiful jersey. But we'll come back to that later in the show. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the under-20s and Joe Robinson's uh, team. Um, they came away with a 14 points to 10 victory over Leach on the weekend, leading six points to four at halftime. David Rispin, um, like a fantastic result again, keeps that winning mentality going within the team. And, um, you know, they, they, they struggled with Leach, as in Leach were always just there or thereabouts, but they finished stronger than Leach and uh, showing great character. And I, I know you're going mad to mention the amount of players that he's got to see already in the space of two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And there was six changes from the starting 15, which lined out against Dublin a week previously. And uh, again, that goes back to what Ger spoke, you know, said to us in that interview after the game where, you know, he has X amount of players in. He needs to give everyone that opportunity to see can they perform and, you know, who ultimately is going to make the cut come come what uh, decision time. So, you know, great, great to get the win whilst also kind of making all of them changes. And some of the players who made big impacts against Dublin got their reward for that and, and started against Leash. Um I suppose the prime example being Luke Mitchell who came on to devastating effect against Dublin. He started and uh chipped in with seven points. Five of them were frees and two from play, but I suppose on a day like it was, you know, as you obviously mentioned, you know, mucky and wet and windy, uh, you know, a good and reliable free taker is always going to be important and I suppose Mitchell is that for me than will be going forward. And we spoke we spoke <clears> about the senior team the week beforehand and you know how uh, we're missing Mickey Newman at the moment, and mm. who was it that went off? Um, in the in, in Lenehan. Lenehan went yeah. off, and and then you, you, we were talking like who's going to take the freeze, and yeah. you know it's so 
it's such a major part of a team these days to have a reliable free taker and kicking five points on a day like that mm. is uh, is no mean feat at all for, for, for young Mitchell no and then like you have Aaron Lynch there as well who's well capable of kicking frees and he played and Jordy Morris if he's available he's good with the left foot so you know we have plenty of options there which is brilliant and uh you know, the turnover and players again was great to see. There was, you know, I'll, t- I'll speak to you through the score. So it was obviously 14 points to 10. We led by six points to four in a probably, you know, low-key and uh, uneventful first half. But Mitchell, as I mentioned already, chipped in with seven, five from freeze. Aaron Lynch got two from play. Cahill Hickey, Keane Rogers, Dylan Keaton, Matt Miles and Paddy Matthews all got a point each. So, you know, again, a great spread of scorers there as well, as much as, you know, clubs... Um, Matt Miles was one that you know had a great influence against um, Dublin when he came on, and he got his reward, at, you know, with the start and everything like that. So uh, great to see Josh Carlin in there. I know he's a, he's a young player coming up with Simon St. Gales yeah. and he was captain. Um, I think of the under 16s that you know were victorious in the Jerry Riley there. So uh, a couple of years ago, and then obviously played Mead Miners and that too. So uh, good to see him ma- making the step up. Barry O'Connell's another interesting one for me. Martin Son, obviously we've spoken about him before. He got into the intermediate team of the year. But he also had a taste of the meet juniors last year with Davy Nelson. So, you know, good to see him probably getting his reward for his club form last year and getting a call up to the 20s. Just a question on it. Who lined out at midfield? Do you have the the team there? I don't actually have the starting team. That uh, The team was as per programme. Um, and then, obviously, there was changes. So, I think Liam Byrne came, went off, sorry, after 20 minutes and he was replaced by Conan Courtney. Liam, I think, was centre-back the last day. Um, he had a great great performance that day um, so he would have been a big loss but good to see Colin Courtney back in there from Kells he started the last day and he's uh, he's a player who's going to give us all at any given stages so Flynn, Flynn might actually have the starting yeah, team yeah I'm going to Kieran now anyway Kieran you might have the starting team would you name the starting team for us the full yeah, starting team the, the team as per programme was in the goals Owen Griffin Clonagall full back line James O'Hara Kenny Sean Ryan St Peterson Boyne and Ben Weir Toth. Then the half-back line, number five, was Cottle Hickey, Central Sound, Liam Byrne, St. Peterson Boyne, and Michael Murphy, St. Peterson Boyne. Then the middle of the field was Josh Carlin, Simonson Gales, and Colin Doherty, Screen. Half-forward line was Paddy Matthews, Mead Hill, Keane Rogers, Retoth, and Matt Miles, Dunshockland. Then the full-forward line was Jack Flynn, Retoth, Aaron Lynch, Trim, Luke Mitchell, Dunshockland. Then the subs, Sean Brennan, Dundry, Dylan Garrigan, Oldcastle, Richie Coffey, Balnebracchi, Stephen Breen, St. Colm Kills, Connell Courtney, Gail Colm Kill, Dara Swain, Clonagall, Jack McMahon, Mead Hill, Dylan Keaton and Alan Mulvaney, both Centralstown, Shane Smith, Screen and Barry O'Connell, Waterston. Yeah, a great spread of clubs again. But uh, the reason why I was asking you, we were talking about the midfield pairings last week on the under-21 team. So uh, uh, another Simonstown man in this week, Josh Carlin, he'd be a more natural midfielder. Um, uh, and that would probably be a position for him uh, going forward. But he's still young, Josh Carlin, so there's still plenty of football in Josh as well. Yeah, and in the minor football championship game this year, we were where we exited the competition against Westmead. He was the leading light, and he was very impressive around the middle of the field. And it was pretty much just when he got his black card, it was pretty much where the, the wheels come off the bus. Unfortunately, he was just leading in every facet, and he was kind of he was just kind of pull, pulling the team along, which is a great facet for a midfielder that you can rely on a guy to get from one goal to the next. And kind of make sure you're moving the ball constantly, but also winning key battles. You know, not just kind of the donkey or the mule that will hand pass, but he actually was intercepting ball, and that's something now. Hopefully, he can mature, get big and strong and fast, and the strength and conditioning, etc. Everyone needs this at that age. But I think he has the potential to do to great things for me if he keeps at it. But 
it's never simple at that age. You know, if you go to America, or you could hit the drink. You never know. Yeah, well, I, I think know. he. I think he's the kind of guy though that's disciplined and he's determined. Yeah, he's he's a great hunger. Um, that is for sure. And you know, uh, in, in, in obviously in the last number of years, he he's been watching Simon Stern winning their two senior championship. Uh, so the way he got that in. Yeah. No, 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 but 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 that that's a huge <laughs> thing in the club. Is that you know, um, these younger lads have to have to have to aspire to be uh, uh, like somebody within their club. And 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 Simonson winning two senior championships when he would have only been maybe fourteen or fifteen years of age. That's a, a great for, for for the club of Simonstown. Um and obviously you know he he wants to emulate that, but he's a he's a fantastic prospect, and um, hopefully we'll see an awful lot more of him um, in in the coming years with Mead. Look, Jer Robinson again, fantastic job. Um, I know uh, last week we 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 were talking about a, a lot of the. Um, the tweets that were coming in was, oh, why is this fellow not? And a lot of that was jovial and whatever, and it was just a bit of crack. But the job that Jerry Robinson has done since he has gone in there has been absolutely monumental. And we did get a tweet in from uh, somebody just just to remind people of the fact that uh, Jerry Robinson uh, and his management team have left no stone unturned so far. Maybe there are people, a couple of people who've maybe slipped through the net, but they are looking and they are following up on absolutely everything. And I can't commend them enough on the job that they're doing. And uh, long may it continue. And hopefully um, they will get the third win of their development league uh, next week. It's against Kildare, isn't it? Yeah, the John Hearns Cup. At the moment, it's 2pm in Dungani on Saturday. So there's no change that yet. But these fixtures, they might maybe change an hour or two. But at the moment, it's two o'clock anyway. Yeah, and it's Dungani. So uh, if anybody's about next Saturday, get out and follow uh, the Gerard Robinson's team. Um, they will be going into championship, as we said, in February. Uh, an early start for the under-20s this year. But um, uh, plenty of football for them as well. Um, we're going to move on now. And we are just going to have a look down through um, the players from Mead, not from the Mead team, players from Mead that were involved in some Sigerson games over the weekend. So I'll run through the players first. Uh, in Athlone, you've got uh, Dermody McCabe of Summerhill. Um, in DCU, we had David McEntee, um, uh from Dunboyne and brother of Shane McEntee. Um, He was playing on the weekend as well. David Dunn of Dunshockland, he was playing with the Garda College. Incidentally, he was playing against David McEntee or his team were playing against uh, um, David McEntee's team in DCU Ronan Ryan and Sean Smith Ronan Ryan from Summerhill and Sean Smith from Matneys they were on duty with IT Carlo Michael Gavin from Simon Soon was on duty with Tralee uh, Adam Keeley Keen Flynn Carl Lacey uh, Danny Dixon Ethan Devine and Thomas Blaney were all involved with Minute, uh, Adam Keeley from Dunchocklin Keen Flynn and Carl Lacey from Dunboyne uh, Danny Dixon from Boards Mill, Ethan Devine from Nafina and Thomas Blaney from Wolf Tones. And then with TU Dublin or IT, uh, DIT as it used to be known, um, James Condon was playing with the Kills. Uh, David Flash Gordon, he was involved uh, with uh, uh, DIT as well. Some say he is. Uh, he, well, he is. He's the chairman of of, of the DIT GAA, uh, the Centrestown man. Um, you know, uh, he, There's not a ball kicked in Graves Gorman. Broombridge that he does know that. Well, it's funny because when I was when I was when I was in DIT, there was a there was a, a um, uh, Central Sound man was the was the chairman of the GEA down there. So maybe they've got a little bit of a, a monopoly on it down there or something, did they? I was I was going to say Flynn was saying about a ball not being you know 
missed by Flash. Yeah. I was going to say a pint not being missed, being drank in Lions <laughs> and Camden Street. <laughs> More like, but uh, I know he's, he does a lot of work there and I know he's an and avid listener of the podcast. Look, so. Flash, is, Flash is a GA man and that's yeah. just the, the be all and end all of that. But uh, they were out uh, on the weekend as well. Then we had Shane Gologley from Dunchocklin, Michal Flood from uh, the Bridgets and James McEntee from Dunbine all involved with UCC and Owen Harkin from Dunsany uh, and Kieran Moriarty uh, from Corahad, they were both involved with UCD. So just even before we go to their results, lads, that's that's a phenomenal spread of players from Mead, lads, um, involved with Sigerson teams, like not with freshers or not with uh, the second teams or anything like that. They were, they were involved with Sigerson teams. And there's a good few of them there like that you know, haven't made county or played county for Mead. Yeah, it, it bodes well and it's a great... I, I don't want to use the word feeder competition, but you know exactly what I mean. I mean, it's it's a better probably standard than club football wherever they're playing in whatever county or whatever club level they're playing. And it's just not quite county, but, you know, it's very close to it and it's, I suppose, the next step up. So if you're, you know, consistently performing and just the one player I'd pick from it is probably me, uh, Michal Flood uh, or Michael Flood, sorry, from St. Bridget's, you know, Mackety. Who's, who's played Mead Juniors, and this is probably, he's played Sigerson obviously a couple of years ago, but he's playing it with UCC, he's wearing six on his back, he's damn close to, I'm, I'm sure, a county call-up, and you know the fact that he's playing alongside James McAtee, as you mentioned, Mick, suggests that you know if the two, but two boys can form a good partnership and James can see just how good this fella is. And James scored a goal and a point in the weekend yeah. as well. And uh, it was a great goal. You, great you've goal. seen it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure great goal. Did, but, and, but yeah, really good really bodes well and, and Michael Flood as we, we, we've mentioned him on the podcast before we said it last year that maybe the fact that he was in Trelaney maybe training was probably going to be an issue mm. for him or something but then we did counter that with James McIntyre so maybe he's just not able to commit to it uh, at the minute um, studying down there in UCC but what a fantastic prospect he is as well um, so Dermot McCabe and Lone they fell to Letterkenny IT on a scoreline of 118 to 3-4 David McIntyre he got a victory over the Garda College on a score of line of 11 points to 9 incidentally as I said David Dunn on the Garda College uh, squad there as well losing out uh, Ronan Ryan and Sean Smith they were on duty with IT Carlo and they got the win over uh, Tralee um, Michael Gavin as we said playing with Tralee it was 3 goals in night IT Carlo against Tralee's 1 goal in 13 and IT Carlo is full of Kerry men um, and I believe David Clifford was playing is that right uh, Kieran? Yeah I think he scored the first 3 points so just kind of following it on Twitter, couldn't get to Trillian now, just a bit of a trek now to pop over and pop back now, but, but Cliffordshire scoring points for Kerry, I think that's going to be something we're going to be listening to for a long time. Yeah, we, that is for sure. The five lads from uh, Minute: Adam Keeley, Keen Flynn, Carl Lacey, Danny Dixon, uh, Ethan Devine and Thomas Blaney, they come up a cropper against a very strong St Mary's of Belfast side, losing 214 to nine points. Um uh, sorry, TU Dublin, that's uh, DIT as I called it when I was going to it. Uh, James Conlon and David Flash Gordon, they lost out to Queens in the scoreline of 114 to 186 point loss. And then Shane Gologley, uh, Michael Flood, James McEntee, they got a victory over NUI Galway on a scoreline of two goals and 12 to 114, a one point victory there for UCC. And then the final one was Owen Harkin and uh, uh, Kieran Moriarty um, uh, of UCD, they got the win over UUJ uh, or Jordanstown um, uh, after um, extra time on a scoreline of 13 points to 11. Um, and just looking down, 
I'm just going to look at the fixtures. So the Institute of uh, Technology of Tralee. So Tralee will now take on at loan. So we will see Michael Gavin. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's the relegation. That's the relegation one. Sorry, yeah. Um, so we'll just go. Nobody ever likes it in that. I can't find the. There's just one. Sorry, the quarterfinals. There we go. Um, so DCU have we anybody from DCU Dave McEntee Dave is going to be taking on Queen's uh, University of Belfast UCD we have a couple of lads there in UCD we have Owen Harkin and Kieran uh, Murray is it Kieran or Connor Murray Connor. Connor Connor sorry uh, Connor I've been saying Kieran the whole way through it is Connor Murray it only just came to be there you're going to be out against St Mary's uh, University College Belfast um, that, that's fixture the uh, last year was just unreal to attend. Like, if anyone knows St Mary's Belfast, the, their nickname is The Ranch. And they were college, they were playing junior only about seven or eight years ago. And, but they seem to, with the primary school teaching, they've got an awful lot of uh, GA enthusiasts who probably see the, that has been a great career to play inter-county football. A lot of lads have been there. But uh, last year, um, Colin McShane got absolute uh, dog abuse. He was, he, he was captained. He captained the ranch to win the Sigerson over in Gaul a few years ago. But of course he went playing for UCD last year. And to say they berated him and it was unbelievable. It was just something to see the enthusiasm that they bring to games is something you can't you can't rival. Yeah, well, you, you like if you go to like even if you look at the McKenna Cup, um like in fairness, Ulster is so well supported and the football up in Ulster is so so well, well supported. I think they won the smallest playing populations in the whole Sigerson. There's yeah. only a few hundred boys like that play play Gaelic football, but like you know, you go to uh, Tyrone and Armagh, um uh um, McKenna Cup final, and you're talking like eight thousand people go to it. Like it's 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 mad. The 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 the, the spirit and the uh, the just the want to be at Gaelic football up there. The want for Gaelic football and the love for it that they have. Like it's just a, it really is like a religion. So um, the last game we will see uh, meet players involved. It will be UCC and IT Carlo. So we do have the three lads: Shane Galogli, Michael Flood, and James McAdee coming up against. Two lads of Ryan, uh, Ronan Ryan and Sean Smith. Um, so that's the one with the most uh, mead players involved in it. And there's definitely going to be some mead players going into the semi-final of the Sigerson Cup, at least, Davy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great to see such a strong representation of mead lads on it. Um, it might give county and club managers alike some headaches over the next few weeks and that. But I, I suppose that's the whole idea of the competition and... Uh, you know, it's great that lads are playing football. Obviously, we don't want them to be burnt out at this early stage of the year. And possibly in Mead, from, you know, the the new regulations or fixtures, that they're not going to be swamped. So you're obviously going to have the cup competitions, which I'm sure if lads are busy with Sigerson, there'll be, you know, allowances made and they won't have league starting in Mead till the end of February. So from that perspective, it's not too bad. It's probably with the likes of, you know, your Ronan Ryans and James McAtees, that's where we'll start getting concerned because they're county boys, but I'm sure it'll work itself out. Absolutely, and, and just as you mentioned um, uh, all that as well, don't forget to head over <coughs> to the Loyal Royals podcast on Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. On this week's uh, uh, Patreon uh, Loyal Royals podcast, we are going to be doing all our instant interaction. We have actually had some interaction on uh, the Twitter machine as well, um, and we'll be discussing the um, the fixtures and the, the county 
the county fixtures plan um, for, for club uh, on that as well. So head on over there to get that. We're also going to be talking to Kieran Flynn on that about uh, being PRO of the higher education. He's been uh, a GA board. He's been talking about the Sigerson and how he was busy all weekend uh, between Kyo Cup and, uh, and uh, Sigerson matches and uh, tweeting and working very, very busy. And we're going to pick his brain on that. And we're going to pick his brain on the county board uh, set up as well and the committee, committee meetings and stuff that go on. Yeah, so it's been a hectic enough. It's only the first few weeks of January, you know. And yeah, yeah, it has been hectic, and we're going to keep that for the Patreon podcast. So yeah, uh, we're just going to before we finish up, we're going to go on to the Fitzgibbon Cup as well because there was some mead players involved in the Fitzgibbon, Fitzgibbon Cup, and um, uh, with TU Dublin, which is Technology University of Dublin or DIT as I always call it, Nicky Parterton and Martin Brown of Kildaki. Were out in action there, but they lost to St Mary, St Mary, or sorry, Mary Immaculate of uh, of Limerick. They lost on the scoreline of one nineteen to one ten. So uh, I think that's a group stage, isn't it? It's yeah, not it's the, the same. It's not yeah. knockout. There's twelve teams in the Fitzgibbon. Yeah, so it's not a knockout the same way as the Sigerson. Um, and then with Carlo, we had Mark Slevin of Nafina, and they they got a massive victory over UCD, three goals and twenty to two goals and sixteen. So that is the roundup of the Fitzgibbon and the. Uh, uh, Sigerson Cups that involved me teams um, uh, I suppose have you anything else left for the podcast there today lads um, have you any other business that you want to go through Davy Rispin yeah so I'd like to just point people in the direction of our prediction competition with uh, Cortown for the National Football League so we've had a great reaction from We Are Mead listeners so far um, basically you know I'll keep it short and sweet but for 3 euro you're entered into you pick your Results from Division 1, 2, 3 and 4 from the first round of the league. Um, yeah, you get points for each correct um, yep. result and that's done on a kind of, I won't say odds, but you know who would be more likely exactly to win, to win and, and the draw is an option as well. So like if an, if an underdog was to win, they're worth more points than yeah. the favourite to win. A big and underdog then, would yeah. be worth anything up to five points, a smaller one, four, and then three is kind of from three down is favouritism. But uh, basically, we've created a We Are Mead League. So when you enter gapredictions.com, you will be able to fill out your results. And at the bottom, you'll see to, you can enter a league. Yeah. So we've already created the We Are Mead League. So people just have to type in We Are yeah. Mead. So yeah. We space Are space Mead. Yeah. And uh, you'll be entered into the We Are Mead League. And basically, we're there's, there's, I think there could be 15 in it already. So that'll be done on a weekly basis. It'll be updated we lift the crack with listeners and all that. And as we say, we're trying to get a bit of a prize for whoever tops that after the seven rounds. Well, just as you mentioned that, something that I'm after forgetting to mention is the Mead Ladies jersey. And wouldn't it be fantastic to have a Mead Ladies jersey as the prize? Because yeah, the Mead Ladies jersey is absolutely beautiful. For anybody out there that hasn't seen it, get on to social media and uh, look up the Mead Ladies um, uh, websites or, or, sorry, social media sites. Um, absolutely beautiful. And to see Keepak on a Mead jersey again, just it just uh, it just spurs you on. Just I, I got a tingle up my spine when I saw it. I was like, "Oh Jesus, look at that jersey! Absolutely beautiful." Going back to the retro uh, style as well with the with, with the squares on the jersey. But the Mead men's jersey is nice. But I think that the ladies have have just gone up another level, Davy. Yeah, it's lovely. It, it really is beautiful. And I suppose they have scope to probably go off and design it whatever way they want. But as you say, the keypack probably makes it in, in many ways. And it's gas to look back at the old keypack logo. And there's obviously been a new one now. Yeah. It still has that, you know, familiar, familiar, 
familiarity. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, exactly what you said. Uh, um, but uh, it's class. Yeah, the away jersey. The away right. jersey. Do you remember, uh, Kieran Flynn? Do you remember last year there was a um, a jersey put out, a hoax jersey put out as being the new Mead away jersey, the white one. Yeah. The ladies' white one is very, very like it. So it is, and it's a beautiful, beautiful jersey. I prefer the away jersey myself. Yeah, well, the O'Neills had a say in that. We want to bring out two new jerseys, but just for sales and all that, they'd rather they want the green one out of people to buy it, and then next Christmas they'll have the white one out for next year. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm on the white one is lovely. I'm on the white one. Yeah, no, do you remember the hoax jersey is what I'm saying that was put out last year and everybody was But it wasn't a hoax because it actually was real. It just wasn't released, if you know what I mean. It was actually, like Keen McBride Ward in a photo shoot in Partholson when we got announced that we were renovating the stand. So there was a white jersey, and the, like the hurlers have wore a white jersey. Oh, you're, missing, you're, you're missing the one that I'm on about. There was a hoax jersey done, mm. not just before Christmas. I mean, the Christmas beforehand. It was different than the white and, one. And it was different than the white one, yeah. But it, but it, it was a fantastic jersey. It was a real retro style. I'm watching that the whole time. But um, yeah, no, look, the, if you haven't seen the Mead Ladies jersey, get out there, have a look at it, and uh, and get out and buy it as well, because it is a beautiful jersey, and get one of the men's ones as well, and then you can do a full comparison. Have you any more business from the county board, Kieran? No, no, just we're, thanks for everyone who got involved in the house draw before the Christmas and there'll be kind of an initiative now that at our home National Football League matches, we're going to be raffling uh, two All-Ireland tickets. So just a simple five euro entry into the draw and you just enter. The winner takes home the tickets at halftime in the, in the game. So first game, Donegal, five are into the draw. There'll be hopefully a thousand or two thousand people in the draw and winner takes the tickets. Simple as that. Absolutely we're hoping brilliant. to get maybe a hotel room or something if we can get sponsorship for it. But at the moment, it's just the two tickets. Anyway. But they're... They really worth more than money because they're hard to get, you see. Yeah. So that's what we're hoping people... That's it. We Absolutely. want to go to the Ireland final, no matter who's in it, hopefully us. Yeah, so uh, if you are at any of the games, make sure you get one of these tickets and your name will be on an All-Ireland ticket if you are pulled out of the draw. That's all from the We Are Mead podcast for this week. And uh, don't forget, We Are Mead, why it matters more.